the block. And the Blazers win the series for the first time in 14 years. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Rip City Rundown podcast. We are here with another off-season edition of the show. West is back on. We have all three of our normal members back. He's been busy recently, but it is the dead of the offseason, so it's not the most important thing to have all three. But we still wanted to make sure we got the content out for you guys today. As you saw by the title, we have some storylines we want to go over, what we're looking forward most of the season. But we'll put them in true titles, and uh, we'll go over that. We'll talk about some news, some things that have come out about the Blazers, You know, some 2K ratings, some quotes from players before we get into the main point of the podcast. West, you're finally back. It's exciting to have you back on the show. Yeah, I'm excited to be back. Again, as you said, I've been pretty busy recently. I'm a college student for all of you guys that don't know. So, you know, classes and academics can sometimes be in the way, and they are the priority, but whenever I am free to talk Blazers, I'm here. So I'm here this time. And yeah, you know, the season's a month and a half away. Preseason's like less than a month, I think, you know? Yep. Yeah, when's preseason start like october early october's preseason or something but yeah so we're, we're inching there we're getting close we're, we're getting there and you know anticipation starting to rise people are starting to get excited i'm excited it's almost go time baby i cannot wait for the blazers to prove all the haters wrong all the sleepers out there and we're sleeping on them we're just gonna take them to the ground this year let's go rip city come on i've just us having these podcasts every week and we're kind of at this point just reverting back to the same thing every single podcast just mm-hmm. will dame return and look good will the blazers make the playoffs and make a run it's just making me so much more excited there's so much we have actually a little bit of news to talk about today first thing we'll talk about 2k ratings i actually started to record a video talking about them but then i was like i'm not going to dedicate a whole video to 2k ratings because in reality it doesn't really matter like it's just for the casual fan. The casual fan will see that Dame is rated at where he is and think that is actually where he's rated among all NBA fans. So it's kind of stupid. But West, you haven't seen the ratings, right? I know me and Cody have. So I've seen Dame's rating, which I believe is eighty nine, just because I saw a um, like a list of the point guards and saw Dame kind of down the list which was a little surprising yeah i'm trying to think who's on his level i think it's like harden's on the same level tatum jimmy butler and there was one really obnoxious one there's a trey young trey young's trey young's on his level jaw is like a 93 i mean look how much stock do we take in 2k ratings i think none say none because the thing is like it's such a nitpicking thing where you can literally compare every player by every single category because but, but you know that's the job of the company to make the video game but it's yeah. it's going to trigger a lot of people no matter what you do right. so but it I is mean, really disappointing to see jaw four ratings above so game. bad if you, are, if you argue jaw's better if you argue jaw's better like i'm okay with to have that argument but to say he's four ratings above dame it's just it gets yeah. there's a point where it gets too much I think there are two things is number one i'll give two k some credit throughout the season they do like they do update yeah. The, the rating so if dame goes on a heater like he will earn a new rating the other thing is like when people say like four ratings or like four you know levels eight 93 ai like how much is that really no one knows like this is why we just can't put stock in it like 
what what's a 93 to an 89 like does that just mean jaws averaging five more points per game does it mean he's you know adding two more wins to his team like we don't know it's too hard to quantify it's just a way to get people worked up honestly in my opinion so yeah i was the one thing that i was looking at like i knew dame was going to be rated low because he missed a chunk of the season hurt. and he played hurt and people look at his stats his bad shooting splits and are like oh he's bad now but obviously he was hurt um, but Kawhi didn't drop one rating at all. I don't think he's still a 95. Again, we've had this conversation plenty of times on a podcast. You give Kawhi the benefit of the doubt more than Dame because Kawhi is obviously of higher level than Dame, won championships and finals MVPs. But again, Dame at 89, the fact that he's not a 90 when just two years ago when he was on the cover, he was a 95. So oh, so I mean, that coming out the bubble? That was, was that, coming off of coming the bubble, out. yeah. Or was that coming off his insane run in 2019? No. It was 2K21, so off the bubble. Wow. wow. So, so yeah. 95, Whatever. I mean. But he's an 89. We're going to go through. I'm going to give you the rating, and you're going to tell me who's the second, third best player on the team. There's two players on the Blazers that are an 82 overall West. Who are those two players? You got to think it's Jeremy Grant. Jeremy Grant is an 82. And Anthony Simons. Anthony Simons nope. is not an 82. It's nope. Nurkic. Nurkic is an 82. And to compare, I wish I had like other players up here, but I don't. But off the top of my head, I think Draymond Green is an 82. Clay Thompson is an 82. So I think that's fair to put them on this. Like if Nurkic is on the same level as Clay Thompson and Draymond Green, that is fair. But in my opinion, Anthony Simons is of higher standing than Jeremy Grant and Yusuf Nurkic. I'm going to go ahead and say we have two players that are an 80 overall, West. Who are those two players? Anthony Simons. Anthony Simons is an 80. I think he should be an 83 to 84. But yeah, that is my opinion. Yeah. E- easily. Um, I think he I would mean, easily get to that point by the end of the there's season. A, there's, another 80, there's another, another 80. There's another 80. I have three guesses, but Josh Hart. It is Josh Hart at an 80, which I think is a perfect right. rating for him. But Anthony is an 83 to 84. Cody, anything yeah. you got to say about that? I, I mean, I think at this point, you have to put Simons over Nurk and Grant, in my opinion. I don't know. No disrespect to them. It's, I just have a problem when Cal Kuzma and Derrick Rose have a higher rating than Avery Simons. That's wow. just the reality. I didn't even realize Whoa. that. <laughs> that is, that's a really sad statistic if you're 2K. Oh, my gosh. And, you know, um, Fran, oh, Franz wow. Winger actually has the same name. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> How did you say that name? We don't know this guy. Franz <laughs> The Sorry. disrespect, the disrespect. No, I'm just kidding. Sorry. Franz Wagner. Now he's hey, not he's, better than Anthony, but he was a good rookie. Hey, he's he he's, he's say how you pronounce he's, it again. Franz Wagner. Wagner. You got the W, so you gotta you gotta pronounce the W. No, I knew Franz, that. it's an just, A though. I'm just pulling he, on your guy's yeah. leg, okay? But no, he's I, I he's understand. being he's being disrespectful. <laughs> okay, but they deserve okay, anyway. Simons is above me. That's <laughs> that's, that, that's all yeah, I gotta yeah. say about that. That's tough. All right, tough. West. We have a 77. And a 76 as our next two. Who's the 77? Who's the 76? Um, I think I know the two players are. I'm curious who they're going to put. Like, um, but I, it's Nasir and Gary Payton the second. Yes. Okay. I'm going to go with these 2K people love the Warriors. I'm going to go with GP2 at 77. That's yeah, right. GP2 is a 77. Nasir is a 76. I think GP2 should be like a 78. Or 79. Okay, I don't care at that point. Nas at a 76 is fine. Like he's, I think he will be one that could crack an 80 by the end of the year. I'll just go through the list because we really don't want to be guessing where Drew Eubanks is. Um, <laughs> Justice Winslow, 75. Drew Eubanks, 75. 
Same respect, level. I said that's that's such a overrate for him hey, because hey, Watford's hey. a 74. Brandon Williams is a 73. Greg Brown, 72. Shaden Sharp, 72. Keon Johnson, 71. Jabari Walker, 68. So so Simons is an 80? Yeah. And then uh, Grant Nurkic, 82. Dame, 89. Yes. So four out of our five. You know, it's fine. It, it's hard to be like, I would have to look at all the teams and see where everyone's starting five. Yeah. If they have like that many 80s, it's too hard for me to get all worked up. It Where... Where people get upset is when you immediately compare it to a player like right next, for example, Kyle Kuzma or Franz Wanger, or should I say Wagner? <laughs> Wanger. <laughs> no, you have to compare it. I think most are just positions because they rate yeah. centers differently than point guards. So you can't say like Jokic is a 94 or whatever he is and Dame's an 89, but Dame is more valuable than Jokic, which he's probably not at this point, but mm. you can't compare those two. But the biggest ones that stood out to me, and we've already said it, is Simons as an at an 80. Dame probably should be a 90. And then I thought Watford could probably be like a 75, 76. And then Drew Eubanks is a 75. I thought he was going to be probably the worst on the team. But that's the 2K ratings. Not that important in our opinion. The one other thing we will talk about before we get into the main purpose of this podcast is what Gary Payton II said on, I don't even know what podcast he was on. He was with like George Carl talking about just his career and, and he was asked why he, signed with, why he signed with Portland because everyone thought he was going back to Golden State he had a role there it was, it was for the sole reason that the Blazers offered him the most money and as he quoted he said I had to take the money so yeah. some people looked at that and were like this is not good he does not want to be in Portland he is just a money grabber but I'm like this man played in the G League he grinded through. He finally has an opportunity to cash in on a semi-big contract. Like for him, $28 million over three years, that's a solid contract for a role player. He's not going to be a guy that's just going to sandbag for three years. He's going to come in and grab yeah, his ass off. Excuse my I name. mean, you're good. At, at, at the end of the day, for me, every NBA player is, as much as they want to win, like money is a big thing for professional athletes. Back. Just look at – Just Quickly. look at – Go ahead. What are you going to say? I was just going to say, just like, look at the PGA Tour and live golf. Oh, facts. That's a good comparison. Like, all these guys are getting crapped on for going over there. It's like, well, if you were offered 200 mil guaranteed, would you take it? I mean, yes. Sorry. <laughs> What'd you just do? What is going okay, on? Okay. While West has a little bit of issues, if you're on audio, you don't know. The lights just turned off on West. But, so, uh, that's so, motion? Can I explain? So I'm on my college campus and, you know, we're so fancy that when uh, you are still for long enough, I realized the lights turn off. So you have to stand up and move around. Dude, but, you started uh, clapping. I was trying to get it. To Dude, that was really weird. But yeah, back to what we were sorry. saying, I was going to say. If you're on like, YouTube, then you would have gotten that treat. Yeah. yeah. Back I mean, saying. I think with Gary Payton, you just have to respect his, what he says, because look, he's being honest. I feel like, most people, most NBA players, most most athletes would, you know, go to the team that offers the most money. But just publicly, publicly, that's probably not the smartest thing to say because, you know, people are going to view you like, oh, he just he's just doing it for the money. When in reality, most players would do that. But I don't know. It's just yeah. interesting decision to open, come publicly open to that. Yeah, well, I think we, go ahead. Okay, I'm going. I was well, going you, to no, you, no, you, you go ahead. Since when I was talking, you, you, 
you were going to say something. So uh, you, you want to okay. say it. Go ahead. Um, like you look at like even the Dame contract, he's about to make $60 million a year. Like if he, if he was all about building the greatest team around him, like he still cares about money. He's going to get the biggest check he can get. And he's still loyal and stuff, but like it's all about money at the end of the day. I mean, Jeremy Grant's about to probably start contract negotiations some point during the year. He's going to try to get as much money as he can. Like in the end, this is a living and they're trying to set themselves up for the rest of their lives and their kids and everything. So I'm never going to fault somebody for talking about the money because in the end, that's one of the most important aspects of the NBA. Yeah. And you know, these people, these players are professionals. Like they, they can chase the bag and still like buy into a team. I think Gary Payton II is a perfect example. Brings a lot of skill sets. That's why I got paid. And I think him saying I went to the team for money, like I- I'm sorry, but how many players are going to Portland for the, for the love of the city? Like not, not like, come on. This is well, some, but like, this isn't like LA or New York. Like Portland's got to pay, you know, we pay, we sometimes overpay role players to come, you know, we've been a marginal team. For a team that makes marginal moves for a long time. So I'm not going to get mad at Gary Payton for saying he did it for the money. It doesn't matter what team it was. Agreed. I don't know. Um, before we get into the main topic of the podcast, it has to do with Gary Payton the second and 2K. Um, Gary Payton the second's defense rating, literally the sole rating, just perimeter defense or team defense or total defense. I don't know. Just defense. It's a 79. What? It's on like the same level as like I don't want to get this wrong, but it was on the same level as some bad people. Like he no, wasn't, I don't know no. if he's the best defender on the Blazers. Stop. Stop. And we did that defense, or Cody, you did that defense video. He was in the 99th percentile of defensive oh. impact, 99th percentile in pickpocket rate, 99th percentile in perimeter defense. Yeah, I that's know. a good joke. West? I should just said that that's a good joke. That's yeah, funny, right? I'm not joking. Well, 2K's. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Bro. I don't really know how to react to 2K. Are you kidding me? He proved he's one of the best defenders as a guard in the NBA. I mean, he he, he was locking up Jason Tatum in the freaking finals, and Tatum was putting up putting up some atrocious numbers. Stinkers, stinkers. So to give him that rating is I don't I don't know who makes two K favorites. Two K favorites. Oh, facts. I don't know who paid two K to make. I think I think Tatum might have paid two K actually to make Gary <laughs> Payton's rating that low. I'm not even joking at this point. Yes, I am joking, but yeah. anyway, that that's really disappointing to see because, like you said, don't have the numbers in front of me, but he's in the 90th percentile. Okay, for guards, he, 99. For guards, defensive impact, he is in the 99th percentile. So I'm hoping. Oh my gosh, dude! 99th percentile. We'll just slap on a mid 70s for him. Yeah. <laughs> Come yeah. on, who cares? Yeah. It doesn't matter. That's just funny. All right, the incompetence. Oh, All right, you yeah, guys ready I'm to move good. on to the main thing we want? Main talk course. About? Let's get into it. We're just ready for the appetizers. We're not. I'm ready for the entree. Eat on a hearty steak, and that is a steak (laughs) of storylines. Okay, nice. That's good. All right, first storyline we are looking forward to in this season. We'll just give a little discussion on each one, and you guys comment what you guys think about each storyline. The first one is: Can Damian Lillard return to a top two point guard in the league? Now, last time Damian Lillard was fully healthy, it was him and Steph. Now. You can put Luca at point guard because he's now officially a point guard. He's moving in there and there. And then guys like Jaw and Trey have really jumped up and shown that they are 
elite of the elite point guards. And then you still have guys like Kyrie Irving that when he wants to play and doesn't want to cry, he has the ability to possibly be a top five point guard. Top, yeah, top five. But do you think Dame can return to top two, given the fact okay. that this position is probably the most loaded in the league? With, I mean, with Luca, first of all, are we considering him a point guard? Because I, I guess, yes, he's technically to. a point guard, but he's he's six foot seven. He doesn't really play the same game as Trey and Jaw and those guys. He's more of a, you know, just playmaker, but like ISO, I don't know. His, his play style is just completely different. But yeah, obviously Dame was top two with Steph. Um, obviously. There was times you when you say he was better than Steph. There were times oh you could say he was better than Steph in 2020, 2019. I think the biggest problem with just of him becoming a top two guard again, if he already isn't, because I feel like some people out there still think he is a top two guard, is that guards have gotten so much better. Trey Young was not that good two years ago as he is now. John Morant was not that good two years ago as he is now. So I feel I feel like yeah. it's harder to be a top two guard in 2022 than it was in 2020, for example. But I still think he can, and I'll add on to it after one of you guys want to say something. Yeah. Um, I think in terms of the numbers, I think he can. I think in terms of public perception, he can't. Um, Interesting. I don't, I don't think how, no matter how many numbers he puts up, like people are a prisoner of like the recent past. So I think Ja, Luca, um, Steph, like all have a huge leg up on Dame because, you know, they were balling in the playoffs last year. It's fresh on people's minds. Steph will forever be in front of Dame just from what he's done in the past. But if you take the moment and the numbers, I think he definitely can. I would say he will be a bona fide top three point guard by the end of the season. He will be, people will be comparing him with, you know, Luca and Steph, I think have gotten to the point where no matter what, they're going to, be higher rated, especially Luca at this point, because what he's done is insane, and I'm not even going to argue it. Yeah, I think Dame right. can put up similar numbers, but yeah, I think he's going to be bona fide top three. I think he gets back to over Jaw, over Trey. Um, I people highly rate Dame still when he's having his moments and at full health. Like I think people will realize that Dame is that guy again. Like in the bubble, people actually yeah. were putting him over stuff. Yeah, and yeah. I, yeah. I, I, think, I think though people are taking Steph, Ja, Luca like for sure over him. I don't. I see. I push back on Ja Tad, just because I, I I a I don't think the Grizzlies are gonna be as good as last year. They're not having fifty six wins this year, and B Ja is like I I I don't know how much better Ja can get. I'm not. And what he is right now is insane. I yeah, think I, they, you know I got a good comp for Jaw. So kind of Derek Rose. I was um, gonna say like worse. Russ. I was gonna say like Russell Westbrook. That's good. Yeah, because Jaw, I think like in the next three to five years, like still athletically like in his absolute prime, like he's gonna be athletically in his prime right now, and then like cerebral, whatever the word is, like in his mind, like when you're 28, 29, and you've seen every team, you played them tens and tens of times, starts impacting the game that way, like. Jaws like ceiling is league MVP, I think. Yeah. But he also, once that athleticism starts to diminish a little bit, you could have a, a fall like Westbrook. I, I don't wish that on him because Westbrook's been utterly disgraceful since Dame, yeah. you know. Yeah, you know, sent I him think home. That's an interesting thing to look at because I feel like Jaw, the way that what makes him so good is his athletic ability, not his shooting. Look at Westbrook. 
you know, he, he was used his athletic ability to win MVP and now he's obviously trash, but then look at Steph. He doesn't use his athletic ability, but he's still good. Why? Cause he's just mentally a smart player, a great shooter. Well, obviously great shooter. That's the, yeah, thing. it's more sustainable if you don't rely. It. Yeah, it's more it's sustainable. Less, and I just want to say this too: the recency bias in the common NBA's fans is just, just laughable. I mean, we go because people were saying Dame is better than Steph. I mean, I am a Blazer fan, so I have the right to say that in 2020 <laughs> when Dame is putting these numbers. But that's just stupid because you look at 2015, 2016, 2017. Steph is just insane, winning MVPs, and. You know, Dame goes to the Western Conference Finals. Everyone views Dame as now one of the best point guards in the league. And then just one year later, Luca does the same thing Dame does, goes to the Western Conference Finals, gets absolutely torched, and Luca's now the second best. I don't know. It's just the yeah, recency no, bias is way too much. Yeah, I, think. I agree. So I, we've come to, yeah, he he's going to be on the jaw level, but not sure if he will crack that bonafide top three. Well, well, here, here's the last thing I'll say about this. In like yeah. 2019, 2018 to 2020 like it i think cody said this earlier like it was literally like i'm not like steph dame and then it was like everybody else like now i think there are a few more point guards that are kind of up in that upper at like echelon of point guards so i think it will be a little harder to just put yeah dame is bona fide top two because there's only one spot i mean curry's got number one unlocked until he retires he could he could suck but it's you know he's had an elite career so Agreed. That, um, that status. Our next storyline that we're looking forward to this season, and it's a video Cody made. Can the Blazers, and he thinks they will, and I tend to agree, can the Blazers be an average defense or above average? Basically, can they be top 15, maybe 16, 17? Just, they won't be a bottom 10 defense. I think they will be a good defense this year. You look at the additions they made. Gary Payne II, Jeremy Grant, Nasir Little, or not Nasir Little edition, but I'm just going through defensive talent. Even Nurkic is in like the 80th percentile defensive impact. When he has guys that can play defense around him, he plays good defense. The biggest factor is going to be, can the backcourt show any signs mm-hmm. of life defensively? Yeah. Dame's in like the two percentile and Simons is in like the 15. So okay. I think this is going to be a similar defense to the 2019 one where you got really good wings. You got a solid defensive center behind them. And I see them as at least a middle of pack defense this year. Okay. Cody, you go ahead. I'm doing a little bit of research here. You, um, you give your thoughts on this. Yeah. Um, I just compare this team's defense to 2021 season where we lost to Denver because you, we kind of have a similar structure in the starters. We have three like, like Dame, CJ, and Norman Powell, they're both, they're all like pretty undersized. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we have Dame Simons and Nasir Little, and that is not necessarily a big starting three right there. I mean, Dame's not that big. Simons isn't that big. Little's not that big, but I think they are just overall. Those three are basically, I'm saying Nasir Little is a way better defender than Norman Powell. Yep. And I'm saying that Anthony Simons is a way better defender than CJ and Dame equals Dame. And then obviously the bench is the biggest upgrade we go from. I've said this hundred times: Carmelo Anthony, Anus Cancer, Anthony Simons when he was not as good as he is now, and Aranda Hales Jefferson. And now we have Josh Hart, we have Gary Payton II, and just a lot of defensive 
Um, okay. Just good, good, solid defensive players go. off the bench. That's going to be our biggest upgrade in that regard. I don't, we were, I don't know exactly what we ranked in defensive that year. I Where? think we we're like 20, which year? 29. For, 20, okay. I don't know about that. 2021. Okay. We were um, like high 20s. Yeah. So I'm yeah. hoping we hit okay. top 15. So my, my research here that I've done is the NBA league average for defensive rating the past 10 years has been 109. And if I go last five years, Obviously, it goes up to 111 and a half because, you know, offense has reigned mm-hmm. supreme. So we'll say last five years, 111 and a half. The Blazers in the last five years have been under, have been better than league average twice. And it was 2017, 2018, 2018, 2019. Okay. This decade, we have been, this is how bad it's been, 115, 116, 117. That is horse. Yes. You know what? That's bad. <laughs> so like you said Cole the teams that were under in 2017-2018 had solid wings had a length had athleticism and Harkless and Aminu I really think Nasir and Grant can do that and that, that this was pre-injury Nurk's like you said if Nurk's surrounded with the right pieces I think Nurk can be an effective rim protector I do not want Chauncey to ask Nurk to go three-point line extended and the last thing I want to see is Steph Curry switched on to Nurk that just does not work how many times have we seen that work about zero. The only the only time someone locked up Steph a big was Kevin Love, and that one in the finals. And I don't know how Kevin Love did that, but kudos to Kate Love. If we play like a drop drop coverage like we did with the year Nurk got hurt, like Nurk was balling that year. I think drop coverage got to take advantage of Simon's athleticism. I think closeouts on the perimeter will be better. You know, you have now an athletic Simon as opposed to a lazy CJ. Just saying. So. I like our chances. All in all, sorry for that analysis, but I'm going to say, yes, it's it's possible. I yeah, think we end up 14th. That's that's about where I I see us. I think a couple things. Projection. Simon's, like you said, more athletic, more effort. A big storyline for him is is he better than CJ? And I think one way that he can really prove that is on the defensive end. That'll shut up a lot of haters. Um, obviously, you can slot in guys at the guard position like Josh Hart, Gary Payne the second. Great job. Like mm. Josh Hart bench. is 99% defensive versatility, versatility. So he can guard like one through four, pretty much Gary yeah. Payne. The second is one of the best at fighting over screens. And when it comes to the big fella Nurk, I think that a, like you said, and what I said earlier, when he's surrounded by better defenders, he is a better defender. That's kind mm-hmm. of basic for everybody, but he definitely, you see it, the difference. Yeah. And also Nurk is somebody that is like, I think he just plays at a higher level when the team is winning. Like he can kind of, when we, when we were losing last year and obviously we're like hovering around 500 and not looking good, we would give him the ball and he would just be awful. And then he would run back and commit a stupid foul on defense. I think when we're winning games and when we're fighting for playoff positioning and all that, like he's locked in a lot more. So yeah, I see that. I've said this in the last couple podcasts. I think Nurkic is in for best season since 2018, 19. Two, two last things I'll say about our defense. Number one, good defense turns into good offense. Like if we're locked in on the defensive end, we're flying around. Nurk's going to be more involved on the offensive end. He's going to have more confidence. It's yeah. a confidence thing. It's a momentum thing. The second thing is the bench. And I'm glad you brought this up because I forgot. Let's just take a stab here. I think we, we can guess. The, who, who do we think are going to be the top three players off the bench in terms of minutes per game? Um, it'll be Peyton and Hart. Yeah, 
And then you need a pride big. And then like Watford? Wins, or Winslow. Winslow. Winslow, too. Watford and okay. Winslow, I think, will play a similar amount. Okay. So Josh Hart plus defender. Yep. Gary Payton plus defender. There, plus, plus, plus. Not according to 2K, but just, very plus. Just, Justice Winslow. Plus defender. Plus defender. That is so key. Let's look at last year, and we had a defensive rating of 117. Let's look at the year before, and we had a defensive rating of 116. Who were the top three players that were coming off that bench? It was probably Mello, Cantor, and Simons, maybe? Okay. Or I'm probably forgetting so many people. No, right no, now. no. The, the, those, those were the top three. Um, Ennis Cantor plus defender? Um, let's just not even go there. Sorry, I'm looking something up. No, anyway, well, it's easy. Yeah. Is Anis Cantor can... top defender, Cody? Anis Cantor, um, that's funny. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, anyway, my point is having a bench that will up the intensity. And, you know, we saw it. Sorry, the lights again. This is unreal. All right, lights All right. are going out on West. He's back. There, there we go. I'm back. Out. I had to move. The lights went out. Anywho, a good bench is huge for defensive rating because you're not coughing up leads and you're not coughing up points when the starter's on the bench. So. Agreed. Cody, do you yeah. have anything else to add? Just, uh, just the basic saying, defense wins championships. We got to pull a Nick Saban. Chauncey's got to do that. We got to be Alabama. They just got to like, – I'm saying names wrong today. But, look, I, <laughs> no, look, I was looking this up. So, Warriors last year, where do you think they ranked defensively? I'm going by top championship. Five. Top five? Uh, They're number one. They're number one. Bucks, what do you think they are? Top five. They're top ten. Top ten, same thing. Lakers? Uh, Top ten. They're number, they're number three? Oh, yeah. Raptors were number five. 2018 Warriors. 2018 Warriors. They're number 11, but they have Kevin Durant on offense, number one, obviously, on offense. What yeah. is this thing? That's an outlier. How yeah. important yeah. it is to have a good defensive team. And when you have Damian Lillard, yeah. you're going to have a great offense. Great. But Defense, I feel like, you know, I feel like if, you know, Dame plays like a superstar and Simons plays like an all star, then we can, you know, get to that next level with a, not a top 10 defense, but a top 15 defense. You know what I'm saying? Uh, that's the final thing to say. Agreed. Well, like, what, can I last thing? I'm sorry. Yeah. It, we're sorry. Just really quick. Like, look, like, look at the Mavericks. Like, Luke, like, Luca's not, you know, Luca can play defense because he has sides. He's 6'8. He's, he's not, he's not, yeah, he's, he's not interested in locking up on defense but the mavericks have built around him with capable three-point shooters and very capable defenders and he can just, energy, he can be the offense and high energy guys off the bench that's what the blazers have to do and jalen brunson like like this is the cop jalen brunson's kind of like a little anthony simons-esque in terms of that secondary star yep. i'm just saying bro but the mavericks didn't they uh, get gentlemen swept and uh, i will just... take that better yeah, than we'll we were last that. year moving on though something that Max. will contribute to the defense and it's our next storyline is Chauncey Billups is finally getting his first opportunity full off season, his roster or not his roster, but a roster he had a big say in. And this mm-hmm. is his first time really coaching a true NBA team. Let's be honest. Do you, or it's not do you, it's just like, I think a big storyline is how will Chauncey Billups be as a coach? He's touted as a defensive coach. Um, he'll hopefully affect the defense and, I think a lot of Blazer fans are kind of iffy on him, and this is his time to prove if he's truly a yeah, coach that will stay for a um, while. Chauncey Billups, he's 0-1. Let's say it. He's 0-1. It's so hard to know um, if he'll be good, but. Um, he's supposedly a defensive many coach, and now he has it. So 
Let's see it, Chauncey. Let's see what you got. That's, that's I mean, if, that, yeah, that's what you, I'm going to say. If we, if we have a bad season, I would be really concerned about his future employment. Especially if it's bad defensively. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Honestly, not much to add there. The jury's out. I think it's a little unfair that people already don't like him. I mean, he inherited I like him. Sorry, absolute sorry, mess. Sorry. I like him. No, 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 not you. Just like, I feel like in general, people are like, oh my gosh, Chauncey sucks. We were the 12 seed. It's like, did you see the roster, man? Like, <laughs> no one's, no one's going to pull that roster to the playoffs. Like, CJ Elliott is starting 20 plus games. Oh my gosh. Like, this is, but this is the first year where I think you can fairly grade him. So I, I'm excited to see it. Agreed. Um, yeah, there's not much to say on that. Comment down below your thoughts on Chauncey Billups. How do you think he'll do this year? Defense will be a key for him. The yeah. second to last one we have, and a one that has been talked about a lot, a lot over this offseason, is can Anthony Simons and Damian Lillard be better than, than Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum? And it's really, is Anthony Simons going to – and this is for this season. So I think we can all – we can kind of all be on the same page and say Simons probably will have a higher peak than CJ. I think most Blazer fans think that. that Maybe that's that's a that's a high thing, but I personally think Simons will be an all-star at least once in his career. Yeah, well, we're, basically what you're saying is we're, we're not taking into the future potential here. No, this is more for this year because then again, like this – we've only got a couple more years left of this Dame – being the best mm-hmm. player on the team. So yeah, it's kind of now or never for Dame and Ant as a cohesive oh, unit, man. which sucks, but that's people are going to be looking at Anthony. And if he's not better than what CJ was doing, they'll think that they need to break up this. It's going to be the same conversations again. Let's say that. Um, I think this is interesting. I personally think that uh, Damon Ant. Oh man. So again, I got to qualify the question here. Are we saying, Damon and better like this year they're going to be better than the best year of Damon CJ or like just an average year let's just say average because obviously they're probably not gonna be better than the 19 year but honestly basically what the 2021 version of Damon CJ were the last time we saw Damon CJ because it's basically would you rather have that version or this I'm gonna say yes and I think just the balance of the roster is gonna help a lot with the eye test um, I think Simon's not needing the ball in his hand as much. I mean, obviously you want Simon to have the ball in his hand at times, but Simon's is a little bit better spot up shooter than CJ. I think C, like CJ was elite at creating his own shot. And I think he has, he beat Simon's like in terms of like creating and making difficult shots, which you need in the playoffs. So I'm going to give CJ all the credit in the world. But I think in terms of the eye test, in terms of scoring efficiency, efficiency is a big one. How many, how many six for 21 nights for 18 points did we see from CJ? A lot, yeah. you know, and it was, it was shot selection too. A lot of tough contested mid ranges in the regular season against the T wolves at home. Like we just, we just don't need that. We don't, we don't need tough mid rangers. So I think it's going to look better. And I think Simon's going to have more efficient scoring and I think he's going to have similar scoring. So I think I'll say, yes, they'll, they'll, yeah. they'll be better. Before you go, mm-hmm. Cody, I want to say that Simon said on another podcast that like his biggest goal for this year is to try to push to 50 40 90 and the fact that wow. he's even thinking about that shows how efficient he is see because cj would never have a chance just because of free throw shooting and, <laughs> his, and, and three-point shooting honestly cody you yep Sim- i mean simons is really a just a different player than cj just his play style and everything like you said don't he doesn't need the ball in his hands to succeed which is huge because you know i was kind of pissed off watching you know, Dame do his ISO move, 
make the shot, miss the shot, next possession, CJ does it, and then CJ does it, and then Dame does it. Like, there's not a lot of passing communication between them. Um, but I hope with Simons, like, are just the offensive style is different. I don't want to see, I guess, so much iso ball from, you know, Simon's turn, Dame's turn, Simon, Simon's, Dame, Dame, Simon. Like, I want yeah. just more, I just want different offensive play style. But I think, obviously, the the defense is the biggest difference on what I, why I think the Simons and Dame trio will be better than the CJ Dame trio or duo, duo because Simons is more athletic, better on-ball defender. And he said in the offseason that he's, wor- he's worked so much on his defense. So I'm mm-hmm. really excited and hope. And, and he's just bigger than, you know, CJ, longer wingspan, taller a little bit. So I will say, I, I think the offense looked a little better too, because obviously it's no, no Terry Stotts anymore. So hopefully Chauncey runs a better offensive scheme. Not going to be just ISO ball, take your pick, who's going to go dribble for 20 seconds and shoot this time. So that's another reason I think this will be better to watch. Yeah. Well, Simmons, has, Simmons has no chance of getting 50, 40, 90 if they play the same offense as CJ had. I'm that's, just going to say that. Yeah, I agree. Um, but yeah, Cody, well, exactly what you said regarding like the ISO ball, ISO ball, I think a more free-flowing offense, a more like an offense like it's Jeremy Grant and Nurk involved. Like it doesn't. We're not, I'm not grading this on how many points Dame and Ant are going to score. If Dame makes makes a nice pass to Ant, Ant runs a screen, dishes to Nurk, layup, dunk, Nurk's finishing with authority, that's going to look great. I'd rather have that. And let's tie it back to can Dame be a top two point guard? I mean, I think would I'd rather have Dame average 17 and 10 and have all, all five starters in double digits than Dame scoring 30 and we're losing every game. I mean, like, so like Dame, just... Dame might take a hit statistically if this team's going to be like really yeah. good because yeah, he now has Ant as a score. So, like, when CJ was doing his moves, this was Dame just staring there, <laughs> doing nothing. But when Steph Curry's doing his move, you know what Clay Thompson's doing? He's not staring at him. He's moving. He's running around the streets. He's around the whole court. He is He's moving, sprinting. He is, you know, cutting left and right, getting around screens moving openings when clay has a ball what's steph doing steph's not standing there he's moving as well clay doesn't dribble as much so i guess it's more one-sided than the other but um i we hope we point. see i hope we see more of that steph and clay movement with simons and dame compared to cj and dame that's yeah, the last I thing i say about that agree final storyline before you wrap up this is kind of just like a more fun one it's will blazers fans believe again Basically, will they show out in numbers at Moda Center again for the full year? You know, they've always been one of the best fans other than last year. And who will be the fan favorite? Obviously, Dame will be a fan favorite, but I look at some new additions, some guys that will be stepping into new roles. I'm going to personally answer the question first. I think we can all Go say yes, the Blazer fans will show out again. This team will be more exciting. I'm going to say Nasir Little is going to be the fan favorite. Hustle player. Like, He's going to have some like. highlight dunks. Basketball reference thinks he's going to average 13 and seven. And if he does that, that's an amazing season for him. And he's like such a big hustle player that how can you not like him? Yeah. Uh, a quick question on the seer. He was drafted in 2019, right? 2019, 25th. So this is, this is fourth year. He's going into his fourth year. Uh, yeah. 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 Wow. So, I, oh yeah. Cause he has yeah. a, this is his contract year. Yeah. So on like just a history with you know blazer draft picks we, we've typically been a team to you know wait a little bit outside dame like it took cj a few years to break in like i think this is a make or break year for nasir i took hope simon's puts, a few years i hope he puts it together it took simon's a few years um 
for me, I'm going to obviously say yes. I think the Blazers fans show out. The Blazers fans will always show out until there's a legitimate reason not to. And basically the Blazers stink, and that's what happened last year. So it's fine. We're, yeah. The Blazer fans are going to show out. My fan favorite pick, I'm going to go Josh Hart. Um, you know, he comes off the bench like he, kind of for the same reasons as this year. He's an energizer bunny. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he Blazer fans appreciate hustle. I mean, he, we still talk about the the Thomas Robinson block lobbed to Barton and he jams. Like, we, you know, we still talk yeah. about that. Bla- Blazer fans appreciate hustle. Um, and also Josh Hart, you know, he's active on social media. He's got personality. He's got character. He is fun he, to he, follow. He, he relates to the fans well, so I'll, I'll get Josh Hart. Uh, and he, Blazer fans also caught a glimpse of him dropping forty-four. So I mean, yeah, that was he can go that score. Was, that was probably the, the the highlight of the season, like unexpected yeah. highlight. I'm insane. Yeah, I hope. Obviously, hope Blazer fans, I guess, return to their full self, even with our bad team last year. Because you know, I went to a couple games last year, and honestly, the fans kind of sucked. You know, I walk in. Was it like, like as crickets as Staples? Uh, yeah, it was was a library. That's all I can say. Like I could hear myself talk when in the third quarter, when we're on defense, I shouldn't be able to hear myself talk. What is that? And you know, we have, we have, we have 11,000, maybe 12,000 people in the stands. You know, it's, it's just not there. It's just not there. We need, we need the full 20,000 capacity and you know, I'm, I miss it. And, but that's the same with any NBA team. If you suck, you're not going to fill the seats every game, but The Blazer fans, you know, typically are usually one of the best fans in the league. So if we're any form of relevant last year, as long as we're not tanking, I think our fans will be fully engaged in that. So, I agree. You got, a, you got a guy you think will be like a oh yeah fan um, favorite? That's Nasir Little. Nasir Little. I mean, just the hustle plays. That's the biggest reason. I think Blazer fans appreciate that a little bit more than other fans, if that makes sense. I don't Who know. remembers? I, I think it. it was two years ago when he hustled for a play to try to save it out of bounds and he like bumped into Kyrie's knee and then Kyrie was like, I can't believe he's diving after the ball when they're losing. I was there at that game. Oh my gosh. Like I have a little, I have a little man story about hustles that. and Kyrie thought it was like, yeah, I have a little story about that. So I, I, that was it. one of the two games I was at last year and it was great. I got close seats. They were cheap because you know, we were tanking. So got to cope some good tickets. But anyway, right before that play, like 30 seconds before, Nasir dove into Kyrie's legs. They were just chatting. And like, I saw like Kyrie, I was like talking to little, and he made a joke and he was laughing and like uh, dabbing each other. And then like 20 seconds later, that play happens. And just like, okay, we were down two points pretty late in the game. So it's like a big play, you know, it's a big moment in the game, I guess. And what does Kyrie do? He shields the ball. He doesn't, you know, Die for it or pass someone he shields the ball making like you shouldn't even let the opponent decide that like decide to oh if he dives into me i'm gonna call him you know dirty dirty and like don't even give him the chance to make the decision Kyrie. just stop being lazy you you were sitting on the bench for nine months like with the vaccine just anyway anyway, i'm done that's another story Uh, that's that's a good story though like yeah but I, I think that's all for the storylines. I, I want to throw in my own, and it's not really a qu- it's quick, quick one. I don't really want to take too much time, and it's not a question; it's just a statement. Jeremy Grant's the X factor this year. This Blazer team is going to honestly go as far as Jeremy Grant goes. Jeremy Grant needs to be as good as ad- as advertised. He's got too much riding on him in terms of the defensive end. 
like we're expecting a lot of things. Like we're talking about Onasir and Nurk. Like we're just assuming Jeremy Grant's going to be this elite defender that puts it together. I hope he is. Yeah. We he's got to perform. He's got to perform. He's a very very key key component of this team. I think. I don't know if he's going to be putting up the twenty points a game stats that he no, did in Detroit. No. He's not. Nor do I, I, yeah, I don't think to. he will. I think. And I hope that Blazer fans will see his true impact because even if it's not the elite on-ball defense, he plays one of the best off-ball defenses um, for that position. And then he's also a very good catch-and-shoot player for his size. So I think what he brings, and that, let me mention something. I just saw a clip, Cody, you posted it on the TikTok, I think. And it was Dame saying how when it came to Giannis and the Bucks, they, even though they're on a higher level, like Drew Holiday's on a higher level than Nasir Little and Chris Middleton's on a higher level level than Jeremy Grant, they put pieces around Giannis that fit him. That's two of the best players you can put around Giannis, a guy that can hit shots and a guy that plays defense and can control the ball and also hit shots. I think that Jeremy Grant is a guy that fits perfectly next to Damian Lillard. So the Blazers didn't go after the star player that possibly they could have, and they didn't go get the Zach Levine like they were rumored to go after just to get a sexy name. They got Mm -hmm. the guy that for the last five months, they feel like he fits perfectly with the Blazers team. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why Jeremy Grant's impact will go higher and be larger than just box score. How do you think Jeremy Grant compares to Robert Covington because I feel I, like I, Robert Covington. So I was gonna say, like he that's had what a I was gonna say. to Robert Covington. Because I, I didn't want like to be Robert, disrespectful, though. He gets a lot of bashing towards him, but it's not like I still think Robert Covington wasn't a bad. No, Robert Covington game. was put in a terrible situation because he's one of the like Jeremy Grant. He's one of the best off-ball defenders. That's what he's I was not expected say. to be on-ball. The Blazers brought him in to be the on-ball defender. And 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 Ro, like Rocco never truly found his shot in Portland, and that's, that's fine. Really. But he. he like Roko's capable, and he of that. Could, and I, he like couldn't finish at the rack. He couldn't dunk well. Um, <laughs> anywho, um, who missed tough scene. But I think Jeremy Grant, while he he has similarities to Robert Covington, he he's younger, he's more athletic, and you know, being athletic goes a long way in this league, man. Facts. So, you know that I I think Jeremy Grant will show out, and we need him to show out. Um, so I'm just I think, saying, he, like, I think he does well. Do you think like Robert Covington's yeah, never mind. I'm not going to go there. Well, it's like if let's say Robert Cummington took Jeremy Grant's spot right now, like does that hurt us that badly? I guess like, I don't think it necessarily does, but I think that because people Jeremy blame Rocco for the so much factors. more offensively, and he's the same impact defense defender with more athleticism, so he has more potential to be a better defender than Robert Cummington. Yeah, I, I'd say it does hurt us slightly, but that's only because I've Watched Rogue watch not do Covington. great for three years. So that's a tough. That's a good question, though. Yeah, uh, it's, not, it's not terrible. Um, Th- this is all... this is yeah yeah. Well, this is all we got. This is a little unrelated, but well, let me you know, Cody. You you were talking about the Kyrie story. I heard you say shield. I heard you say dive, and it made me think of soccer. How about those Timbers? How about them? Max, four those game Timbers. win streak, fifth in the West. Hey, this is this is Timbers. This is Timbers' time of the year. We go on our late August, September run, sneaking the playoffs, and then we just absolutely roll our way through the playoffs to MLS Cup. Happens like once, it happens like every other year, so. 
<laughs> I, I got a I got a question. Do you think obviously the Trailblazers are Portland's team, but Cody, you, you live in Portland. Like, do you think the Timbers like people get more excited for the Blazers or the Timbers? It's gotta be Blazers. It's, yeah, it's gotta be Blazers, but Timbers are just such a more successful team than the Blazers. And I understand that MLS has less teams. Well, do they now? I'm not even sure about that, but similar. They, they, they do, but you know, winning an MLS cup would not do the same to the city as winning an NBA finals. Oh, so. obviously not even, not even close, but I mean, yeah. you're the Timbers. You've been in the league for 11 years. You have three like championship appearances and you've won one championship like that. That is really good. And you've been in the playoffs like every year other than maybe like three out of the 11, 12 years mm-hmm. or 10 years, 11 years. I don't know. Hey, all I'm saying is they get it. They, they keep this win streak going. They're like four points behind third place. If they can get third place, you never know. You could play a fourth or fifth place team in the East and the Western in the uh, MLS cup. And who knows? They could be hosting hey, again. Hey, if MLS cups at home, Cole, we're, you're coming this time too. We're going again. Oh Run it back. Game. Run it back. Add a Cole. Yeah. Every time Drop I think kid. about that goal, I just Drop stare at my arm and I see the goosebumps. Uh, oh dude, my gosh. What a if game. you haven't seen what that MLS Cup vlog, go watch it. Final thing, we're going to plug the website merch. We always want to talk about it. If you're still watching, we know you are a true This is the most interesting part of the video. Um, 100%. The Bad Shot shirt has had a little tweak. Um, I'll probably show tweak. it on the Instagram. It's not a bad <laughs> tweak. It still looks fine. Um, but you know, we had to okay. jump through some hoops to get it. I will actually be receiving some merch here in the next couple of days, put it on in some videos, show you guys the quality and how it looks. Um, websites coming along well. So just remember October is when that comes out, mark it on your calendars and save the date because we're super excited for that. Get you a little hyped before the actual blazer season starts. But I just wanted to throw that in there real quick. That all we got. All right. Yeah. All right, see you in the next podcast episode. If you're watching on YouTube, give it a like and subscribe. If you're listening on Spotify, give it five stars. Hope you enjoyed it. We'll see you in the next podcast. Peace.